The following conversation originally aired on The Point on KPOV 88.9 FM, High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. Airing weekdays at 9 a.m., The Point is a half-hour, locally produced show focusing on people and events in Central Oregon. Right, we are here with Stacy Koff, the DJ of KPOV's Live Alive, Thursday afternoons at 2 p.m., talking about her brain on music, her life on music. Stacy, thank you for joining us this morning. Oh, thank you so much, Bruce. This is, it's fun. I love Pledge Drive time, actually. <laughs> I think we're all well. Our brains need music, I guess, if if we're the kind of people who love pledge drive. But we really do, right? It's a lot of fun, a lot of energy. Yeah, it, it's a lot of energy because you just know that pledge drive time is the time that you get to speak to your audience out there of what makes community radio so special, and also it's it's what keeps our station alive. And it's just so much different than commercial radio, of course. And you really connect with your audience, and you get to get out, get your voice out there, and. So it's what it's all about as far as whether it's music or talking for Pledge Drive. And I've been doing this so long. It's so much fun to take sometimes my songs that start Pledge Drive are the start of like the first song I ever played on the air or the first song I played for Pledge Drive and things like that. So I have a lot of fun with it. So I'd like to go back and unpack a lot of what you just said. <laughs> so one thing is, let's have you answer that question. What makes community radio so special? For me personally, it's about all the music you can play, new, old, live, uh, well, in my case, always live, but uh, studio as well, um, that you just don't hear on, on commercial radio and corporate radio and things like that that are really, don't they don't feel like they're integrating a community as much as community radio. And when I moved here and there was no community radio station, I thought, well, well, that's strange because isn't it kind of the heart of the and the heart of soul of town and aren't people relying on community radio and isn't there things like you know a community carpool that you broadcast online or a trash or treasure or things like that when I came from other communities with fantastic radio stations and so the fact that KPOV was looking to start one um, just really I, I loved hearing that and so that's kind of when my DJ career began but it, it really just means it to me it's the heart of a community and I hope that KPOV can continue for another 15 years and beyond. We're 15, right? Or 16? We, we're actually in our 18th year. Eight? Okay, right. 2005. We're, yeah, we're I guess ups. we're going into 23. <laughs> right, right. Right. So I, I've been on the air for that long with Live Alive. And every week I just look forward to bringing tunes to the audience that, for me, they're all live tracks. So it could be from a new show that... You know, Dead and Company or Fish or String Cheese or any of these jam bands played just a week ago or maybe 20 years ago. So it's really fun to flow together my playlists that this is something you don't hear on other radio stations. Yeah, well, it's really true, um, and it's it's definitely refreshing. Anytime your anytime your show comes on, we're all here Thursdays at two o'clock, so right uh, we get to hear it. The whole staff we we get to do our work along with Live Alive, which uh, you you Aww. can go ahead and be jealous, y'all listening to this because it's it's really is as amazing as it sounds. So your life is full, right, of music, and and I mean your family and and all of that. But how did you get so? deeply into music uh, that you really have devoted your life to it. Right. It does come into play daily, hourly. I mean, yes, all the time. And when you said family, well, my family, it's the same thing, whether we go to shows together or I take my daughter traveling and it revolves around music or festivals. I think, you know, it's funny, a memory that sticks out that is so 
opposite of kind of what my <laughs> musical life is like now. Seeing Neil Diamond at the Hollywood Bowl as a little kid. I don't know why that still sticks out, but there's something about it. The space I was in, my parents that I was with, the music when he came out on stage, the energy he brings, being at the Hollywood Bowl, which is one of the most iconic venues in my mind. And to have that be the first concert experience and you're outdoor, you're in the trees. It was pretty amazing. And when I went, I think it was junior high, when the person driving my carpool always had on a radio station that was classic rock. So I'd hear Pink Floyd, Grateful Dead, Almond Brothers, Led Zeppelin. And I started resonating with that music when I was in sixth grade. And so then I just sought out concerts because I was in the LA area. There was so much to go see all the time. So I sought out some concerts and it was to the point where my parents had to take me and either be there with me or drop me off and pick me up. Most of the time they went with me and sometimes they were appalled. I mean, when you see Prince and you're 15 (laughs) and you're fifth row center, (laughs) you see a lot. (laughs) So Mm, it became, it came alive on stage. So the music during a live show came alive to me completely, whether it was Prince, Neil Diamond, and then, you know, fast forward to, of course, Fish, Grateful Dead, Pink Floyd. um, And I've been so blessed to see so many of those shows in the region because being in California and Oregon uh, and even Colorado, when I did a stint there, there's just so much live music. And so it started, it started really early. And then I found Fish. And it's kind of end of story for anybody out there that knows me. In 95, I went to my first fish show at Red Rocks, and there we go. (laughs) What is your favorite show? The favorite show I've ever been to? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I have to go with what my brain just went to first thing, and I hate to do this to fish, but the Grateful Dead in 1992. And, of course, some people would be appalled with those two bands in the same sentence. However... Shoreline, 1992, Grateful Dead, with four of my friends, two from high school, two from college. Uh, We took a road trip in my grandfather's yellow convertible 69 Mustang, I think. And we went to Shoreline and just the whole parking lot scene, the community nature of that show, the people, uh, Shakedown Street, as they call it, all the stuff going on before the show. It felt like I had just found a community that I never knew existed. And that show was pivotal, and I think that was probably my favorite show. And, of course, I could name all the other fish shows from from there that New Year's, Halloween, and a couple others that definitely stand out. But but that Grateful Dead 92 was special. Yeah, someone should write a poem about what you just said, or or, or write a song about it. That's, that's like the '69 Mustang convertible. Right. I mean, the whole thing. That's 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 a fabulous story. Right. I want to just take this wherever you want to go because, yeah, as you know, the theme of our drive is uh, is whole brain radio, and it's the kind of effective music on your brain, on your life, and uh, and you you've written a, a story that we put out in in emails, and and will continue to do so about the effect of music on your life, which we all find. Uh, a very powerful. So I know it, eventually you get to KPOV, but I know there mm-hmm. were things between 1992 and KPOV. So what yes. what were the what were the really influential experiences you had music on your life in that period? Right. Well, you know, you talk about whole brain, and I think I've said in some quotes it affects my whole being daily. And so obviously your being is partly your brain, and I, <laughs> you know, this is your brain on music kind of thing. And I think. For me, it just, yeah, all those live shows back when. And I think when I moved to Telluride in 96, all the festivals there, you know, there's a festival in the summer every weekend. And when I experienced the Bluegrass Festival, the Blues and Brews Festival and Jazz Festival and others, it's, again, the whole experience. It really it does take over your brain. I mean, you start to think about it as not just the music, but all of the 
these sort of accoutrements that go with it and the people you're going with and the vibe you're creating and the pre-show and the post-show and how the music moves you and who you want to dance with and then who you don't know that's dancing right next to you. And then you create even a bigger community because you're dancing with strangers that then by the end of the night, I feel like become family. So to have all of that on your brain and to have that positive things pulsating through you it definitely affects your brain. It's like the power of positive thinking. You know, that feel of dancing and creating community just affects the whole brain, definitely. And I even look at photos. Sometimes I'll look at photos way back when or at certain experiences I had with music or certain festivals, and I feel like I look different in those photos. It's like there's just this kind of lit up glow after live music that you don't get, I don't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So your show Live Alive is recorded live music Mm -hmm. here on KPOV. And is one thing you're trying to do, to the extent you can over the radio, create that kind of experience for listeners? Yes and no. I definitely, of course, I want to create that. But it's hard to create, right? When you're not, it's not tangible. You're not in front of somebody. It's not in person, um, which that's a whole nother. (laughs) But yes, I think, you know, when I play stuff that just came out of a live show, let's say uh, Billy Strings just sat in with String Cheese Incident or Goose or any of these newer jam bands that are combining bluegrass, newgrass, jam band, funk, all of the crossover is so much fun to play on the airwaves because you don't get that on other stations or just by listening to a show, listening to a record or a, do I dare say cassette or CD anymore? Um, But so yes, I, I, the connection when I talk about it, I hope some people resonate with it, especially if they were at that particular show, but it's, it's hard to do on the airwaves, but I, yes, that's, I do try to do that. And you did allude to another way you create that experience for people. You may know Stacy is the uh, is promoter the right word or producer mm-hmm. creator all in everything of the Four Peaks Music Festival. So, uh, what what inspired you to to start creating that festival? And it's been what twelve years? It's, it's fifteen. See, we're wow. both, we're both <laughs> dating ourselves, yeah, right. radio station and Four Peaks. You know, I'm almost yeah. as old as KPOV. Yeah, 50, it'll be fifteen years uh, in 2023, which. Who knows what's going to happen with it right. that year? It's a big effort, right? It's a labor of love. And yes. what motivated you to, to take that on? Right. Talk about taxing the, the brain and whole body and whole brain. Um, right. It's a lot. But when I'm, I'll fast forward to just when I see people's faces and I'm up on stage at all, or I'm making an announcement, or I just even look from the inside out, it affects my whole brain and body and persona to see the smiles and the looks on people's faces and the joy that is happening at a festival like that. And it's because I came from, like I said, Telluride and beyond where I would go to these festivals and they really started having a huge impact on my life. And so I just will never forget in 2006 when a friend said, hey, I know you have a little experience with putting on festivals or volunteering. Do you want to help me do a glorified backyard party with a band? And Without going into too much detail, that that's how it started. And fast forward to 2012, I believe, uh, I bought my partners out and then I started putting on the festival by myself on a property in Tumalo. Yeah, it just morphed really quickly from a backyard party to like, let's do this full-fledged festival because we have this property. We have beautiful acreage. Again, it's all about the experience. It's you're outside, you're on a piece of property that looks at the Cascades and you're seeing this live music in person with a thousand of your hopefully then closest friends after it's over. There was just huge inspiration because Central Oregon did not have a festival like that. 
to bring that live music experience and to have local bands be on the stage with some of the larger bands or regional bands that share the stage with national bands and and so on. It's really special, too, for, I think, a lot of the local live music and musicians to have that kind of experience as well and showcase their art in front of whether it's 500 or 3,000 people because we keep it pretty intimate. It's not like one of these you know 20,000 people festivals that you just get lost and nobody really cares about some of the the talent that's on stage. They just want to see the headliners. And that's just not the case with Four Peaks. And I think bringing the community together as well as vendors, you know, all the, some local artisans and vendors and just the entire experience. I got inspiration for that very early, just based on all my experience in Telluride. And so here we are 15 years later and it's definitely morphed. It's gone from large to small to large again to small again to virtual, of <laughs> right. course, during COVID. And then in 21, we came back and had a great intimate but sellout on our hands. So who knows in the future? You mentioned at the at the very beginning when you when you do pledge drive shows, you think about certain things, and one of them is like, "What was the first song you played on the radio?" Do you remember that? And can you share it with us? I do. And if Greg Morris is listening, I'll do a shout out really quick. Do you remember when we played "Don't Do It" by the band? Don't do it by the band. Okay. And another one that stands out is "Long Way to Go" by Railroad Earth, okay. because. Sometimes during pledge drive, I think I used to kick it off. It used to start on a Thursday yeah, at two yeah, o'clock, exactly show, with yeah. my show. So I would play a long way to go from Railroad Earth because, hey, we got a long way to go, people. You know, it's like we want to raise this money. We need you to show your support and support our radio station because it's all volunteer powered. So those two songs definitely stick out. Hey, you mentioned Greg Morris, who's currently a KPUA board member. Uh-huh. I'll never forget. Don't do it. I listen to your show and, and it's I, I love I hear things that I haven't heard live ever. At least a couple of times I think I've heard a live version of Soul Shine. Yes. Yeah. And so I love it. That's right. <laughs> that's wanted, right. You do. I, I came in that's and right. talked to you. Yeah. Just such a beautiful song. And I wanted I just wanted to, to call that out because it's uh, that's a great song anyway, the studio version, but that live version, there's something magical about that. Mm-hmm. And agreed. I also know some people who who would say they prefer studio versions, mm-hmm. whatever they're cleaner, they're predictable. Polished. Right. And so why do you like the live versions typically more? Well, do you? <laughs> I do, actually. I do. I mean, sometimes I'll say to somebody, no, don't go listen to that studio album. You really need to listen to this live or you need to see them live or shouldn't, you know, it can never say you need to. But uh, basically, I, I definitely am a big fan of live tracks just because they they sound different. They sound like they're not going to sound ever again, especially with a jam band. You know, every time they're played, they sound different. And it's it's like the first time, you know, it's like, you know, the song, you may know the words. But if it's a live version or you go to see it live, it's like you've seen it, you're going to see it for the first time. And it's always exciting and new and fresh, yet it's familiar. So again, it plays with your brain a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Your whole brain. It's like, it's this familiar thing. You might be able to sing along, but the way that it's weaved or played live or different, or there's a different riff in it, or the, you know, it's there's a drum solo or there's a guitar solo, or just all the different things that can happen in a live version, it keeps it fresh. And so I may play a song that you've heard on Live Alive over 30 times, but it could be by different artists, different versions, different shows, different decades. So it's fascinating to me. And and don't get me wrong out there, by the way, everybody. As a kid, it wasn't just classic rock. I went to things like Debbie Gibson, New Kids on the Block, Tiffany. It can span a million kinds of genres. (laughs) Uh, It's like a work of art. Right, a live right. show, and it can be different than than the work of art that was created in the studio. And right, you have to have your mind open to sort of accept that coming. Right, and it's again, it's the brain. It's yeah. so different than if you listen in your office or in your room, or you know, there's distractions. There's things that can happen. You may not be listening intently, and when you go to see it live, it does take over your entire 
brain and body, I think. And then it's just it's interactive and it's different and it's you're you're hopefully very engaged. And that does its whole brain again (laughs) and body, I think. I mean, it was like I had no expectations with. My morning jacket, if you want to go into examples. You know, this year, just at our very own Hayden Amphitheater, it's, I was yeah. blown away. And I didn't really think that I loved that band. <laughs> now I do. When Brandy Carlisle closed her show, this was a few years ago. It was back when it was still called Les Schwab Amphitheater. Mm-hmm. She closed with Going to California. Oh. <laughs> That's exactly. I mean, I've played that on my show over yeah. a thousand times, right? Yeah. And, and, I mean, I got chills. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, right. And just, mm-hmm. just again, the, the live version of, of a song that I've listened to, I don't even know how many, it's one of my favorite songs. I've listened mm-hmm. to it many, many, many times, you know, as, as a Led Zeppelin fan, and to hear her do it, wow. And I will just say, that's the experience on Live Alive, right? Right. And you're, Maybe I'll start my show with that song next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you hear Going to California, right. you know who, you know who to credit. And and you have uh, written, Stacy, and I, if you'd be willing to read some of it, uh, this piece for us that oh. about music and and how it affected you, and I would love for folks to hear it. What I said right here was, I pride myself on the flow of songs, the grooves, jams, and ballads of talented artists across the globe. And I think that was a quote that I thought about when I was thinking about KPOV in the show. And then I and I said KPOV is a powerful role in my entire sphere, giving me a voice on airwaves like anything else in this universe. Unlike anything else in this universe. My brain overpowers my body when the music plays and I dance like there isn't a tomorrow, get lost like a single grain of sand and surrender to the flow like the ocean. Yeah, that, and I, I wanted people to hear that in your voice. Yeah, um, I could read that a lot. <laughs> he, right, I know, I know. And, and, and we read it when, when we received it. So just so you know, we, as, as staff, we received this from Stacy, and we all got chills from that. Right? It's, it's just such a beautiful way Aww. to say it. And so just want to thank you uh, for that, for, for giving us th- that bit. And Yeah, well, thank you for giving me a voice. What would your life be like without music? Can you even imagine it? No. Sadly, and I, this could be pretty un-PC of me, but I think I would be one of those people that has a pretty big downward spiral almost and gets in a funk and maybe a bit depressed and just sad and and can't get out of what is already too busy of a brain. (laughs) When you said that, I just, it's like my whole body almost, whole brain, whole body got kind of deflated, like sunk in my chair, like, no. Because sometimes if there's months and months on end or weeks that is, you know, you're, you're doing your thing or you have bad days, good days, you're in the grind, you're working hard, you have all the stress, you have family stuff, you have life stuff. I mean, it's just life. And if there's something for me to look forward to, which if you know me, there always is, um, a, a trip or a concert or a festival on the horizon, I, if I have something like that to look forward to, I can handle pretty much anything. When I go to a three or four day run of a festival or a show or a you know fish run or whether it's around a holiday or not, it's like a reset button and it completely lifts me back up and lifts my soul back up out of whatever daily grind or funk we're in or I'm in. And not everybody gets to do that and say that, but I think that even if it's for five minutes, everybody has the opportunity to tune out with music or meditate with music or just dance, uh, you know, (laughs) however that is for you. For me, I have to have something to look forward to that's live. You're by yourself. You're put on the headphones. Whatever your go-to song is, what happens to Stacy in in those moments? (laughs) I get pretty lost in it, especially if it's something live and recent that's new to me that I haven't heard. I just have to hear every note. 
And if I get distracted or if I'm not at a show, sometimes I'll start it over. And a lot of the times I just, yeah, close my eyes for sure um, because I want to be completely immersed in that. And it takes over to where, yes, if there's earplugs or earphones or AirPods or what do we call them these days? If those are in, obviously there's some noise cancellation so I can be fully immersed in it. But just sitting around listening, I really like to listen intently and, you know, from start to finish. And I think that so many people today with Spotify and everything else, including, you know, my daughter, when she listens to music, it's a song from an artist and they skip and they fast forward and they don't listen to a, a full album and they don't listen to a full show. For me, at least, I kind of have to start from the start to finish type thing. But uh, sometimes if it's a random song I just need in that moment, I just, yeah, I'll zone out, close my eyes, sit down and let it go. That's great. And <laughs> that makes any sense. It, it, no, it makes it, well. It makes complete sense. I think for for uh, I mean, I do, I do something very similar, and I act, I will rewind or mm-hmm. whatever the version of that is today. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's a whole different thing. <laughs> right. Back, I'm, I'm thinking touch. back to the old days of, right. of the cassette player or right. even the eight track player. Right. We're old. Um, so first of all, I just I want to thank you again for taking time to like come in and talk to us. I and, love this. And good. And I'm wondering, I'm going to give you an, just an open-ended question. Is there anything else uh, you want to add? I just would love to tell everybody out there, not only tune in, of course, to KPUV always, because it's it really is the heart and soul of our town, I think, as community radio, and Live Alive every Thursday, 2 to 4, because you are going to hear things that you won't hear elsewhere. And maybe you're not as much of a junkie as I am where you download the latest shows from certain bands. But I just encourage everybody to go see live music, go support local live music, get out there, go to a festival, take your family, bring the kids. It's just, it's invaluable. It's soul-filling, all-brain-overpowering, magical dancing, meeting new people in the community. And it's really fun to watch the younger people or the newer people in the community glom onto some of this too. And so, yes, just go see live music and listen to KPOV. <laughs> Stacy Koff, KPOV, Live Alive for Peaky Music Festival. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bruce. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, please visit kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.